What? Oh shit! Sorry. Is it is it Vader time already? <gasps> Whoa! It's yeah. It's For Vader, real? Vader, Vader. Vader thirty. Oh my god! It's Vader thirty. We're fucking late. We're behind. We're behind. Oh my god, I'm so sorry everybody. Um uh, forgive me for for my trespasses as I forgive those who trespass against uh, me. It's it's please. Vader time. Absolve Tess of her sins. It's Vader time every squatty. Happy Bummer Slam everybody. Welcome back to another very very new Bummer Slam. You you can't say it's not new. You simply cannot. I'm here once again with Joe Geis. Hello. Oh. <laughs> I was just doing a thing. <laughs> oh, were you being hacksaw Jim Duggan? Ho! Oh. Hello! <laughs> That's your thing now. Well, I'm here with Joe. You guys already know what it is because I told you what it was going to be last week, and I'm nothing if not... Um, Trustworthy. Someone with integrity. Yeah. Yes. That's how I would describe myself. JK. But anyway, we're here. We're talking about Legends House again. This is WWE Legends House Part 2 continuation our very first series what do you think so far joe man uh yeah there's just a there's like a ton of content that we could talk about like just forever <laughs> on this show it's just it's it's so good it's so amazing i'm i'm looking forward to telling these guys about the rest of it i agree the fact that this show only got one season is a scam it definitely should have been it this could be like you know legend you can do this every year you know with new legends oh i totally agree and it blows me away because like this is such a good show like the more we watch it the more i'm like this is funny this is well put together everything is so good i like all of the characters you yeah. know i'm invested in the storylines i i don't know maybe you got bad ratings or something maybe nobody watched it I'm, that's what I'm gonna guess, cause like, where would this, where would, where was this showing originally? Do you know? I have no idea. It might have been only exclusive on the WWE Network. I actually don't know where it originally aired. Wow. Well, we should. We I'll should look, look that up for next time for the next show because this will be a three-parter, okay. as I mentioned before. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. But anyway, we're going into part two today. Um, we're talking about episodes four through six, and these episodes are crazy. So much shit happens in these three episodes. It's like... They pick up the pace, like, a lot. Oh, absolutely. I think some of the most memorable moments of the show come from these three episodes, too. Yeah, definitely, like, uh, some of the more iconic lines. Um, there's some things that they say in these episodes that we just quote daily. Oh, absolutely. Crammed in pay. That's the very first thing we hear in this episode, <laughs> which I say like every day. Daily, yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just get right into it. We'll just start with WWE Legends House episode number four. Crammed in pay, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. He's back at it again. It picks up right where we left off with Hillbilly, Pat, Gene, and Jimmy riding to Las Vegas in this 15-passenger van because they just lost the challenge. And the other guys are in their limo. Yes. And they just got pulled over by the cops or whatever, right? They did. For hanging a flamingo at the window. That stupid fucking flock of flamingo. Flock of flamingo. It takes it back a little bit at the very beginning, though. It's like it's like just before they get pulled over, Pat Patterson's like, oh, I can't wait to get out and take a shit. <laughs> and Hillbilly is doing his little interview, and he talks about how everyone's jealous of the guys in the limo, but he's just excited to go to Vegas. You know, oh, Hillbilly Jim being himself again, just like... I'm here for the ride, baby. Yeah, he was in the van, right? He was in the van yeah. because his team lost the oh, right. this fucking commercial challenge. 
Right, right, right. Okay. Flock of flamingos. Anyway, that's um, their hubris. Their flock of flamingo hubris is truly their downfall. They do get pulled over by a highway patrolman for that stupid fucking flamingo hanging out the window. <laughs> and um, immediately, Roddy starts talking about how upset he is that Howard has taken the king's seat. Joe, can you describe what the king's seat is? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I know so much about limo culture. Okay, so... <laughs> this is literally the only thing I know about... This, this king's seat yeah. thing. Where, like, it's the most coveted seat. It's the most important seat in the entire limo, I guess. I guess it's the most uh, comfortable or something. Or... Most leg room, something like that. Yeah. I have no idea what it actually is. Um, it sounds fake, like this fake wrestling thing. Yeah. Like this tradition, this time-honored tradition or whatever. Well, I don't know if it's a wrestling thing or if that's like limo culture, you know? But anyways. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, I don't know. We'll look that up at some point. And we'll find out next episode. <laughs> um, but anyways, this important seat, I guess. And that person is supposed to be the, the person in charge and take care of situations. So um, the cop shows up and he's, you know, hassling the driver and writing him a ticket or fucking whatever. And Roddy's like, why aren't you getting up there doing something, Howard? And Howard's like, uh, what do I do? <laughs> it's apparently like some time honored rule that whoever takes the king's seat, you know, should something happen, should they get pulled over, he should step up and try to get them out of a ticket. Oh, yeah, and out of the situation or whatever. Which, okay, <laughs> whatever. And Roddy's like, Howard just ran up and took the king's seat. He didn't earn it. He's never wrestled before. Well, yeah, it's crazy because, like, right after that, Tony's like, I didn't want to sit by those other guys, so I, so I told Howard to sit there. So yes. <laughs> he was like, I didn't want Roddy to sit there. And he knew that Roddy was going to want to sit there. And so he was like, Howard, why don't you hop on that while you can, buddy? <laughs> yeah. So he reveals that he actually pressured Howard into taking the king's seat. And Howard really had no choice in the matter. Uh, man, which like if Tony didn't want to sit by Roddy or Hacksaw, like he could have sat, you know, not next to the king's seat, you know? Right, he could have just sat across there. Because if, if Roddy was, like, going to take the king seat, based on Roddy being Roddy, Hacksaw was going to sit next to him because they're, they're buddy old pals. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, Tony could have been on the other side of the limo, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Howard could have sat between Hacksaw and Tony, and then everybody would have been fine. Yeah. Because where Tony was, he was next to Hacksaw yeah, anyway. Yeah, right? <laughs> This is like one of those math problems that they make you do. Like, <laughs> Jessica doesn't want to sit by Kim, but Kim has to sit by so-and-so. And Bob needs a window seat. Otherwise, he'll <laughs> uh, vomit. Bob is terrified of having his back to the door. <laughs> Something like that. It's one of those. Yeah. I feel like if they just communicated better. That's so much of, of the conflict in this show, though. Yeah. Like, what did Tony say? His biggest problem that we were talking about last episode, where his biggest problem was a half an inch below his mouth. You know, that's like... Half inch below his nose. Half inch below his nose. You're right. His chin is a huge problem. <laughs> it's always getting him in trouble. Yeah. Just communication and or the lack of communication is like 90% of the conflict. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And anyway, they, they end up getting a ticket. Because Howard didn't step up or whatever Roddy thinks the issue is. And he's upset. He's pissed at Howard. He's holding a grudge against him for that. Which I think is stupid. But, you know, I'm not a wrestler. 
nor do we know anything about limousine yeah culture. i have no idea if this is actually a thing or just like you know something that roddy thinks is important in his own mind um wrestler world problems yes yeah. the 15 the 15 passenger van guys are very excited to see the limo <laughs> get a ticket because they've been so cocky and shitty to them over this whole um flamingo thing and the commercial thing and they won the commercial even though they really shouldn't have and gene is just like because <laughs> you know last episode we ended off with him just being so mad <laughs> that his team lost because he was the team captain yeah You'll never work in this town again. Exactly. Uh, oh, yeah. Fun fact about Mean Gene Okerlund that we found out uh, at right. a couple hours ago. He's from Brookings. Brookings, South Dakota. He's a South Dakota treasure, an icon. Why is he not on Mount Rushmore? Oh, my God. Yeah, if they're going to put people on Mount Rushmore, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, why not Why not our heroes? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yes, Thomas we Jefferson, love, who cares? <laughs> we love Mean Gene Okerlund. Um, it makes sense that he's from South Dakota because he fucking rules. And, you know, we breed him out here. <laughs> Not mean. So, yay, Gene. Uh, Gene mentions that he's excited to sandpaper his balls. Um, okay, I guess they get real buff. Does that happen when you get older? I, yeah, I think this was a mistype. Because I think uh, this here, because I think this came later, right? No, it didn't. Oh. I type things as they happen. You want to fucking, you want to fucking roast me on my notes? I type things as they happen. Uh, all right, all right. Gene's oh, excited God. to sandpaper fucking get his off balls. my dick. Gene is excited <laughs> to sandpaper his balls. He loves sandpapering his balls. That's what the audience really needs to know. Anyways. Anyway, back in the limo, it's like nighttime now. This is a really long drive. Apparently, I don't know how long it is exactly. But they started driving in the day, and now it's nighttime. Yeah, L.A. to Vegas. It's mm -hmm. like eight hours, I think. Something like oh, that. Oh, shit. That's yeah. kind of a lot. Well, towards the end of their journey, back in the limo, Tony starts getting this terrible gas. <laughs> it's, like, loud, and it smells, and the driver is, like, gagging. And he's like, <laughs> Tony's like, well, I guess that worked because the driver put the pedal to the metal after that. <laughs> I mean, I think I would too. Everybody was complaining about it. <laughs> you know, it sounded like it was pretty bad. Um, but finally, they end up in Vegas. Yay! Everyone can shit and sandpaper their balls <laughs> as much as they want. And everybody gets settled in for the night. They don't really get to have any fun in Vegas at this point. Um, but the next morning... Um, the legends get directions to meet at this old theater in downtown Las Vegas, and Kristen appears. Yeah, not Ashley. Not Ashley. Ashley. Ashley is secluded to Las Vegas, I guess. Ashley is not in this episode at all. Yeah. No. Or Palm Springs, yeah. Oops, no Ashley. Yeah, oops, all Kirsten. All Kirsten. Um, well, she is the woman in this episode. They can't have two women, I guess. No. Um, and Kirsten comes out. And she tells the legends that they will be performing tonight in a very popular Las Vegas live show. It's like a staple of Las Vegas. And they're like, okay. <laughs> the catch is it's Chippendales. And everyone drops just fucking silent. No one has anything to say. Hillbilly Jim's like, well. <laughs> yeah, Hillbilly Jim was like, this is the first time all of the legends have been speechless. <laughs> and I think he's right. Um, no one is happy about this. They're, the reactions range from like, oh man, to like, this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Roddy is mad. 
yeah. that he has to do this. Buddy is mad and he's scared. <laughs> he is. He's really upset. He thinks it's degrading and he's worried that they're all going to make fools of themselves because they are all older and, you know, they don't look like they did when they were in their physical prime. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're going to have to do it anyway because that's the show. Um, and Kristen tells the legends that there are grooming standards at Chippendales and that all of the guys are going to get manscaped. None of them know what know what that means. So they're just like, okay. <laughs> Manscaping, okay. They're going to shave us, basically, is probably what they're thinking. Um, so like, nobody's happy. Yeah. Everybody's upset that they have to A, strip, and B... Be scaped. <laughs> be scaped. Uh, yeah, so they head to the salon. Um <laughs> And uh, Jimmy Hart volunteers Hillbilly to be the first one uh, to get manscaped, uh, to get waxed. Yes. There, nobody, still, no one knows like what that is, what's going on. Uh, and Howard volunteers to get the spray tan first. Yes. And Hillbilly Jim goes in to get his waxing, and he is a woolly man. Yeah, he's he's That's very hairy. The only way I can describe him, he is. He is covered in hair. Um, yeah, he looks like he has never shaved his chest ever in his life. Um, and the this woman that's doing the waxing, she's putting the the wax on him. And at first, he's like, "Ooh, this feels good. It's warm." But um, apparently, Hillbilly Jim didn't realize that waxing involves ripping the hair out. And when she goes for that first rip, he's like speechless he's like he's in shock <laughs> it's like it he had nothing to say. he was like i'm in so much pain but like <laughs> you know he said if i had to rate a pain if i had to rate the pain on a scale of one to ten eleven i couldn't describe it <laughs> holy shit i mean i've gotten waxed before and like yeah it sucks but but that man was so had so much hair you know he had so much hair it was so much hair it's yeah and it's never been done before and just that that much concentrated hair, you know? Yeah, he said the after the first couple of rips, he kind of got used to it. And then he realized that he was going to have to do that, like, a couple hundred more times. Yeah. Because there's so much hair on this guy's body, he's, like, shell-shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, next up to get waxed is Roddy Piper. <laughs> as reluctant as ever to do any of the challenges, particularly this one. And Roddy's like, I thought manscaping was like clean up the pubes, <laughs> which like he's not wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. She puts the wax on, and he's like, he's pretty chill. He's trying to play it cool. The first rip, he like jumps up and he's like, "Fuck, <laughs> you serious, dude? <laughs> Seriously, dude?" And he keeps saying that like after every rip. Oh, he hates it. This woman who's waxing him is like crying, laughing. <laughs> Because he's not taking it well at all. He's, like, screaming and writhing around. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's not not comfortable with that. It's, it's worse than he imagined. Yeah. It's worse than he ever imagined. And he says, we're going to have trouble in the crotch. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, that's what his chest was like. Holy shit, I imagine they'll have trouble in the crotch. Oh, yeah, and he got super protective of his nipples, too. He's like, no, not the nipple. It was like the gumdrop button for the little fucking gingerbread man in Shrek. He kept calling her dude. <laughs> he said, I had no idea that a woman could put me in that much physical pain. <laughs> That's right. 
Man, Roddy Piper is learning things left and right. That's what we do here on Legend House. Um, and now back at the tanning booth. It's a spray tanning booth, not like a bed or anything. And Howard is ready to get tan. He volunteered first. He says he wants to be downtown brown, whatever that means. That's, that's a cute phrase, downtown brown. And um, he gets spray tan. Gene gets spray tan. And they all rip off their robes at the same time. In and front they, of their other guys. Yes, in front of Hacksaw and all those guys. And they look straight up like hot dogs. <laughs> like, I know I say that Hulk Hogan looks like a hot dog. These guys are, slap some mustard on them, and I couldn't tell the difference. And the sight of Howard and Gene literally makes Hacksaw do a spit take. Yeah, he's got like a little bucket in front of him, just right in there. That might just be the editing, but I mean... Oh man, still. <laughs> if they were live in front of me, I might also do a spit take. Uh, Pat is next to get spray tanned. And he's screaming, being a baby, because the tanning spray is so cold. He's like, oh, she was she was laughing because it was so cold. It's not supposed to be cold. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not supposed to be cold. <laughs> like, he's done this before, I guess. All right. <laughs> I guess so. Whatever. Spray tans, you know. Uh, next up to get spray tanned was uh, Tony Atlas. And... Oh, yes. <laughs> Tony Atlas, Um, of course I haven't mentioned this. Tony's black, and he's like, why do I need a spray tan? <laughs> Um, he says that he, he took off his shirt and he's like, I look like a truck driver. <laughs> yeah. He's got like mad farmer's tan going on, you know, where it like cuts off right in the middle of the forearm or whatever. And his, it, yeah. like his lighter under where his shirt would normally be, you know? Yes. His arms and forearms are much darker than his chest. Yeah. And he's like, I thought I was black. <laughs> <laughs> and they, pr- they pretty much just even out his skin tone. He comes out looking all golden, looking great. Yeah. Everybody looks good, actually. Yeah. Um, Roddy's spray tan is too dark. <laughs> <laughs> they, he, they gave him like a three, and he should have been like a one. <laughs> he's got. He's a pale boy. He got freckles. I mean, he's supposed to be Scottish, allegedly. Yeah. He's really from the north. Baby's so cold. He's from the north. He's from the Canada. Yeah, yeah, that's the song. <laughs> <laughs> And everybody is finally done getting their spray tans, getting waxed to those that need to get waxed. So the legends head back to this theater for Chippendale's rehearsal. They have to do a couple rehearsals. And the first thing they learn is how to rip their shirts the Chippendale's way. How, can you describe how to rip your yeah, shirt? It's, uh, it was pulling straight down and then out. And like you had to do it kind of in that order or yeah. whatever kind of in one motion otherwise it'll all get bunched up at your waist and that yeah. doesn't look sexy that's uh, not the chippendales way our tiny chihuahua boy jimmy hart was having kind of a hard time with that he was he was like i couldn't get a good grip up <laughs> here he's got teeny little hands you know if okay. i would have worked out a little more this morning <laughs> he's being such a wiener in these next few episodes he's just like making excuses for why something didn't work and it's like come on <laughs> you little bullshitter <laughs> i love jimmy and um, something, those, are, those are other things that we quote <laughs> yeah some of his wiener lines and during rehearsal everybody is doing pretty well actually they're all kind of making an effort and working hard to learn all the dances i think it's because this challenge is a little bit more high stakes yeah. than the other ones there is a real fear of embarrassment if they fail on this challenge you know what i mean yeah so they're all kind of you know kind of working hard it's kind of getting to them a little bit um but then um uh bam fucking tony brushes up with hacksaw 
and yes. just yeah, all that all that tension is starting to come to a little bit of a, a head. Their history of of being angry with each other all the time. Exactly. All of this going on with the with the performance and stuff. If you'll remember, Tony and Hacksaw have had a long history of not liking each other. They've gotten into a couple of verbal scuffles so far in the series, but this is the first <clears throat> time that it gets physical. Um, yeah. Tony really only brushes past Hacksaw. The cameras don't really catch what, what starts it. Yeah. Who starts it, even. We only know because, like, Roddy said something right away. Just like, I just saw him brushing up against Hacksaw, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And um, it really upsets Hacksaw. It really gets to him. He's, like, yelling yeah. about how, you know, I've never been the toughest, I've never been the strongest, but I'll never back down from a fight. And he's he's really upset. He's willing to get in a physical fight with Tony if necessary. It's yeah. gotten to be a, a bigger deal. They're doing a shot where just, like, it was just him talking about the situation or whatever, and he's, like, smacking some drink across the room. He's pissed. Yeah, he's, he's really upset. He's fucking livid. Tensions are really high. Um, everybody's like on edge after this. It's it seems like the most random time for for these two to go off on each other. Yeah. But I mean, I guess everybody's stressed because they want to do well. That's kind of what I was thinking. Is like I bet you that that played kind of a big part in it too. I bet you're right. Yeah. And everybody everybody calms down. The dust on that settles a little bit. And the legends are getting their costumes and everything, and they all look so cute, trying on all their little bow ties and wrist cuff things. <laughs> Howard yeah. Finkel's like, how about that? <laughs> <laughs> Love him. They all look so good. And now it's time for the show. It's showtime. It is time for these guys to go out and get naked, show their peens. They yeah. don't show their peens. They don't show their peens. They're all in underwear, which is, you know, like, well, it's kind of like what they dressed as, like, in their wrestler days too it is you know like it's, it's not like it's pretty conservative for chippendales you know it's just like shirtless pretty much yeah it was like shirtless and then they were showing a lot of leg too they were wearing like i think like big old tidy whities or boxer shorts Boxers, or something because they did a, a risky business yeah-esque type thing and so they were all in their little pink shirts and their their tidy whities that's what it was yeah um yeah all the legends are pretty nervous, but as soon as the show starts and this crowd of all these women start to react to them, they all all of them seem to warm up to it pretty fast. And Hillbilly Jim compares it to a wrestling crowd. Yeah, because they're all like cheering and screaming and stuff. Um, Hacksaw was kind of getting into it. He's like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not fucking ashamed of myself. Like, Yeah, Hacksaw seems to be the only one who really gets that it's just a performance. He's like, well, why not just have fun with it? It's it's fun. That's what these ladies are here to do, is to have fun. They're not going to judge my body, you know? (laughs) Like, who cares? Um, Yeah, they all seem to be having kind of a good time. They're all dancing in the walkways, rubbing up on gals. and Uh, uh, Roddy also mentions that, like, uh, he was nervous right up until the moment that he walked out. And when he walked out, he was like, oh... If he was like in a zone, you know, like when he's wrestling. Mm-hmm. So that was that was neat, and that was a little thing that I picked up on there too. It's um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying a little bit in the last episode about how these guys are always putting on a performance. Yeah. And yeah. so, like when they're on stage, you know, they may be stressing about it beforehand, but when they're on stage, I mean, this is what they know. Yeah. This is their job. They do this all the time. Of course they're going to be okay with it in the end. 
And I'm glad that everybody, like, ended up having a good time and everything was kind of resolved there. Yeah. And that's the end of their trip to Vegas. They were only doing the Chippendales show. And they make the long trip back to Palm Springs to the Legends house. And everybody's really tired. And Tony and Hacksaw are still not on good terms. They're not speaking at all. Yeah. They're, like, hanging out in different rooms. And then they do these weird cuts where, like, one of them will be looking at the other one when the other one's not looking at shit. Like, Hexel was looking over at Tony, but Tony was, like, doing his thing. And then they cut to another thing where Tony's looking at Hacksaw, but Hacksaw's doing his own thing. Yeah, I didn't really... <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was, like... It felt, I don't know. It felt a little staged. <laughs> it did feel a little <laughs> staged. Me. But it was... Yeah. It was weird editing, for sure. I didn't really get it. Yeah. But anyways, they're not on good terms. And, you know, Roddy is such good friends with Hacksaw, and he's pretty close with Tony as well. And he sees this tension between the two of them, and he feels like he's caught in the middle. Yeah. And so um, Roddy decides to approach Tony, which is an interesting choice, because, you know, last time Roddy tried to approach Tony, Tony was like, I'm not talking to you. And Roddy was like, okay. But yeah. uh, this time Tony is more um, receptive. Roddy tells him that he's he seems like he hasn't been himself lately because he's so tired. He's like, when I get tired, man, my entire mood changes. And it, sometimes that's all it takes is just a good night's sleep. And they have this nice little emotional moment. Roddy's kind of rubbing Tony's back and just like talking to him like he's a buddy. Yeah. And Roddy says that um, Tony's a bodybuilder and by nature he craves attention. Yeah, I don't know if that was like... A is that like a real fact or is that just like a, a, a Roddy fact? I think that's a Roddy fact. <laughs> okay. I think that's a Roddy fact. I don't think it's I don't I don't think you can call that a fact. <laughs> Roddy's theory, we'll say. Roddy's theorem. Roddy's yeah. Is that Tony wants attention? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. But it seems like Tony is happy that someone notices that he's struggling. Yeah. At the very least. Yeah, it works. And Tony goes up to his room and he, he, you know, he goes to bed. The other guys hang around for a while. Yeah, after his conversation with Tony, Roddy goes to see Pat and Jean because they're kind of the elders of the house. They're the oldest guys there. Um, and he wants advice on how to keep Tony's issues with Hacksaw from becoming a bigger issue. Oh, right, right. But um, from what Pat and Jean say, it sounds like everybody in the house is preparing for major confrontation between Hacksaw and Tony. They're like, it's going to happen. There's no way we can stop it. We just got to prepare for how we handle it. Yeah. It's going to happen. That's the end of episode four. It ends on kind of that like... Yeah, like a hold your breath. Like... Hold your breath. It's going to get tense from here. Um... That's the end of episode four. Episode five, the next morning, bright and early, Tony wakes up. So it seems like he got kind of a good night's sleep. Um, he's out on the, the back porch doing his art, which apparently he does when he's stressed. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, again, what's the little man? The, Jimmy, Hart? Jimmy Hart? Jimmy Hart's like, well, I don't know why, he's, why, why he says he only does it when he's stressed, because he's been doing it every day since he's gotten here. Hmm. <laughs> I wonder why that is. Yeah. 
<laughs> we get to see Tony doing his art. He's a great artist, of course. We've talked about that a little bit before. Um, and then we go back inside, and Mean Gene takes us through his workout routine as coached by <laughs> Tony Atlas. And <laughs> it's very slow. <laughs> He's not really lifting a lot of weights. He's not really doing anything too strenuous. Well, he is like 70, so... <laughs> I mean, that's true. I, I wasn't dunking on him. I mean, yeah. I was just <laughs> he's saying. Just, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's trying, but like... Yo, man. if I were 70, I wouldn't be working out. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. We get to see how how Mean Jean's bod gets to be sculpted the way it is. Um, yeah. Coached by Tony. and He needs his golf muscles, is yes. what he's saying. Still pretty early morning, still breakfast time. We know Roddy sleeps till like noon. Um, and Roddy's awake and he's in bad shape. He, his hair is like plastered to one side of his head. <laughs> he's got one sock on. He's like... <laughs> he looks like a goddamn zombie. He looks like <laughs> Domaniac from fucking Always Sunny. The character he plays in Always Sunny. That's Roddy in the mornings. And um, Tony approaches him in private, away from all the other guys... Roddy's kind of groggy, but he's he's happy to see Tony. And Tony gives him a big hug, thanks him for their talk the night before. And Roddy is, like, really touched by that. Yeah, he's like, shit, I, I got through to him, you know? <laughs> yeah, he feels, like, a real sense of accomplishment. Yeah. Because, you know, he sees that Tony has recognized the problem and is feeling better. And it makes him feel good, of course. Yeah, that was, that's super cool. It was a, it was a really... It was a really nice moment to witness a real a real true like bro moment it really was especially since you know we've seen roddy not super eager to get close to the guys yeah in he wasn't gonna learn anything right (laughs) up to this point he's like been kind of reserved but now he's starting to open up more you know you see that there is a real brotherhood between these guys and roddy actually cares a lot about everybody yeah whether or not he wants them to know And Tony and Hillbilly get the absolutely brilliant idea to make a down-home southern meal for Mm. the Legends House. This is one of my favorite episodes in the series (laughs) because it's so weird. And uh, Tony and Hillbilly, they leave the Legends House. They go in their little golf cart to this Spanish grocery store down the road or whatever. And they get a shit ton of just crazy down-home southern food. They get pig feet, oxtails, pigtails, these like weird sausages, and a bunch of other like like strange, like deep southern food. They try to buy the whole pig head. <laughs> yes. There's they, not, like a frozen pig head. <laughs> it had like no eyes. It was ooh. <laughs> and both of them were like, ooh, this looks delicious. I would love to eat this. I would love to eat the whole thing. Um, yeah, they're weird people. <laughs> They're weird people. And they get a bunch of stuff. They're like, this is going to be amazing. We're going to cook for these guys. You know, Tony's cooked a little bit for the guys before. And he's yeah. he's good at it, you know. Yeah, um, he saved the day with the chicken. He did. Back yeah. when Roddy was ready to kill everybody. <laughs> yeah. But now he's like, intestines, here we go, here we go. Yes, here we are. Tony and Hillbilly come back to the Legends house. And they start cooking up their food. Uh, Tony is making chitlins. Uh, so do you guys know what chitlins are? <laughs> because they're gross. <laughs> yes, chitlins, chitterlings yeah. is what they're called. Chitlins is like the colloquial term. They're okay. pig intestines. Yeah, you gotta, you have to clean all of the shit out of the pig intestines. Oh yeah, you have to like, 
unfold everything and like turn them inside out and pick all the little flecks of shit from the inside. And if you miss some, you can get E. coli and fucking die. So yeah, that's chitlins. Um, yeah, it's boiled pig intestines, basically. And Tony got 20 pounds of chitlins. He's like, this should be enough for everybody. Um, and Hillbilly shows Jimmy their haul, what they got. And he makes sure that Jimmy knows about the bull penis they got. He's like, that's bull penis. And Jimmy's like, I don't eat bacon. I don't eat ham. I don't eat sausage. I don't eat any of that. Why do they think I'm going to eat some intestines? He looks at all this shit and he's like, well, another bean and potato night. (laughs) I forgot about that. We all know that Jimmy Hart loves beans and potatoes. I don't even know if he loves beans and potatoes. It's just the only thing that he can eat. Yeah, maybe he he just hates all this other food so much (laughs) that it's like, well, I guess this is something I can stomach. <laughs> Beans and potatoes. Um, I can't really say I blame him for not wanting to eat the chitlins, though, or the bull penis. The sausages looked pretty pretty good. But it was bull penis. It wasn't bull penis. It was just, like, sausages. Well, we and... don't know that now. Oh, right. We find that out later. Ooh, what's going to happen next on <laughs> Bummer Slam, I wonder? And Tony is preparing the chitlins. He's cleaning the chitlins out in the sink, and he points to all the little specks of pig shit in the intestines. Jimmy is just, like, hovering over him, just like, ooh, the whole time that Tony is cooking. He's like, this is the worst day of my life. Yeah. It stinks up the entire house. It smells like chitlin everywhere. Yes. Chitlins, um, Hillbilly Jim describes it as a kind of barnyard smell, which sounds just horrible. Like, why would you want that in your food smells, you know? I mean, I certainly wouldn't, but I I understand that chitlins is kind of like a soul food. Sure. It's like mac and cheese for some people, or like bacon and eggs, I guess. What what other, you know, kind of... Yeah, something like that. It's like like an old Comfort food. Comfort food, exactly. Biscuits and gravy, kind of. Some people love it. I mean, Tony is all about these fucking chitlins. He got 20 pounds. And he seems to think that everyone's going to eat them, but I think it's just him and Hillbilly that end up yeah. eating these chitlins. Everybody else fucking hates it. <laughs> Everybody in the house is grossed the fuck out by all of this food. They're like, I thought you guys were supposed to have amazing food, and this is all this is all crap. What the fuck is this? Oh, and they were like, Jimmy, we, you're going to eat this, right? And he's like, if you can convince Rowdy and uh, Rowdy Rowdy and Mean Gene and Pat and <laughs> Hacksaw to eat it, then I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> That will never happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Hart was full of full of them today. <laughs> he was. He was feeling sassy today. And Tony is like, he kind of senses that everybody's grossed out by all this food. He's trying to get them excited for it. He brings out a pig foot uh, outside to Gene and Howard where they're playing cards. And he's like, you guys got to try this. And Gene and Howard are like, that smells like ass. <laughs> get the fuck out of my face. So uh, Tony leaves, and they're just like... He leaves the pig foot on the table, just chilling, and they have, they're have they just staring at it like, ugh, ugh, ugh. So they fucking chuck it out in the yard. Yeah, Gene finally gets sick of it. He's like, this, is, this stinks. This is horrible. This is the worst. This is a bad commercial. This is terrible. It's the worst. This is a bad foot. This is a terrible <laughs> foot. This is the worst. He just yeets it out into the yard, gets it out of his sight. And later, Tony's like, oh, I see that it's gone. They must have eaten that pig foot up. <laughs> Somebody ate that pig foot. And Gene's like, you know who ate that pig foot? The lawn. 
The lawn. The lawn. The lawn. The lawn. They threw it in the yard. No, he said Howard ate it. Oh, he, oh, he said it. He said Howard Finkel ate that, <laughs> and he was. And Tony was like, "I knew it. <laughs> I knew. I knew he wanted that pig foot." And Gene's like, "Yep, sure, Tony." Oh right. Okay. So these chitlins are are boiling. They smell. They stink up the entire house. Um, Roddy is revolted. He's like, this is the worst day of my life. He loves food. You know how he gets when he doesn't have a nice meal. He is especially upset about the bull penis. Yeah. He's like, I have a whole bull. Why do I want to eat its dick? <laughs> and so he's like, I'm not going to eat this. And he's going to he's gonna do his own thing. Yes. He gets a couple of steaks ready to throw on the grill. Some nice looking steaks. Yeah. I'll be honest. Uh, maybe it's after, you know, 20 minutes of looking at pig intestines, but those steaks <laughs> look pretty fucking good. And he gets those ready to throw on the grill. He and Hacksaw are going to have this feast. And uh, Tony is like, Tony notices that he's preparing all this. And he's like, Roddy, you don't got to fix that. I got a whole pot of chitlins, <laughs> which is on our fridge at home. <laughs> you don't got to fix I got a whole pot of chitlins. And <laughs> Roddy's like, well, I'll be darned. <laughs> And he just walks out with a steak ready to go grill. Um, Jimmy is really concerned about the bull penis. It's his number one issue. I mean, he's not going to eat the bull penis, but he's like, he wants to know where it is at all times. Yeah, I don't think they ever actually ended up having bull penis. I think I think it was just hillbilly fucking with... Of course it was. That's the yeah. joke, bro. Oh, shit. I'm fucking dumb. No, you're not. You fucking knew that. You totally knew that. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay. Because this is where it happens. Tony finally puts him in the know about the difference between bull penis and sausages. He's like, Jimmy, do you know how big a bull is? <laughs> it's a 2,000 pound animal. <laughs> you think it's got a fucking six inch penis? <laughs> a bull penis about the size of your arm, Jimmy. And Jimmy looks at his arm and he's like, oh damn. Because <laughs> poor Jimmy was like, when are you guys going to cook the bull penis? And Tony's like, there's no fucking bull penis. And Jimmy's like, yeah, it's this stuff. And Tony's like, those are sausages. And Jimmy's like, no, these. Tony's like, sausages. <laughs> and this is where he's like, let me tell you. Let me school you on the difference between a bull penis <laughs> and a <laughs> sausage. sausage. So, yeah, Jimmy was really fooled. Everybody was really fooled that there were going to be actual bull penises and not just sausages. <laughs> and uh, finally, Tony's chitlins are done. Yep, after a whole fucking day of cooking these chitlins and he's just chowing fucking down on i assume 10 pounds of chitlins i he mean split them if he oh man did he split them half and half <laughs> he i have no idea he might have been eating most of those chitlins he might have been eating 15 pounds of chitlins i don't know it's he, he has to eat a lot of them i mean the other you know how many other because Hillbilly has some, definitely. Yeah. The other six guys. I was like, who's all there? Yeah. yeah, the other six guys are not going to eat them at all. And he's chowing down. He's only eating them with a little bit of hot sauce. And he's just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and all the guys in the house are just like kind of standing around him watching him eat this plate of chitlins. Just like disgusted, in awe. Almost But also like... like oh, man, it's almost like... You know the... Ret we were talking about Rhett and Link the other day from the commercials. Like, will it... <laughs> you know, bacon or whatever. Right. It's like that moment for them. You know, they're all just watching. I can't believe this guy's actually doing it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what they're 
that's how they're viewing the situation. They're very intrigued by the idea <laughs> of chitlins and that he loves these things <laughs> that have stunk up their whole house and made them all sick. Uh, no one else tries it, though. You know, it's, no. just, it's just those two guys eating it. Especially not Jimmy Hart. <laughs> and the next morning, we're done with the chitlin day. House still smells like chitlins the next morning, though. They love to mention that. Um, Ashley finally returns. She's back after a whole episode of No Ashley. Okay. And she's waiting for the legends by the pool outside, and she's in her pool attire. And she informs the legends that they are about to get a lesson in water aerobics from this very scary woman named Anne Britt. Yeah, she's, like, really stern with them. They keep trying to, like, fuck around, and she keeps, like, cracking the whip on them. Right. I do think that with this challenge, they were all grateful for something kind of semi-normal after this Chippendales fiasco that they just had to go through. So they all just kind of went with it, and they were they they were compliant for the most part. Yeah. Very little complaints from anybody. They're trying to bust their balls, I guess, but that was about it, you know? Yeah. Everyone was having a good time. Yeah. I mean, they were all playing. They were all participating. And Pat and Hacksaw start to get a little rowdy. And shooting water at each other and yeah, stuff. And yeah, and Anne Britt is like, you guys better stop right now or I'm going to make you get out and do 10 push-ups. <laughs> like, shit, it's just water aerobics, but whatever. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> the phrase that Jimmy Hart uses at the beginning of the show, like, every time is like, I'm in as long as my hair don't get wet, comes from this episode, this moment. <laughs> yes, Jimmy is very concerned that he's going to get his, his Jimmy Hart haircut. Yeah. That's the only way we can describe it. He's concerned that he's going to get it wet. He's like doing his aerobic, but also has like one hand up to protect his hair from splashes. And like it stays pretty much dry. Like the the very back of it, like the mullet mullet area, I oh, guess. Oh yeah, the like edges in the back are yeah. kind, of, kind of wet. But everything on top looks good. Um, Roddy's throwing water at him behind his back, trying to get it wet, because he's a little asshole. Um, but you know, it stays pretty fresh through the whole episode. And everyone has a nice time on this little mini challenge. It's a good challenge where there's not really any need to be competitive. Yeah. Like, they do have a couple of games, but it's like, it's very casual. Yeah. Nothing crazy. This is a nice little challenge. Everybody's pretty much just having fun and relaxing. And there was no stakes, you know? No Not at all. Yeah. So that was that was kind of a nice way to keep it like anti, <laughs> uh, what's the word? It was a it kept it kept it anti-competitive. Exactly. Non-competitive. There mm-hmm. we go. And the legends go back inside, and Hillbilly and Jimmy, who are both musicians, apparently, yeah. they uh, start to collaborate on a song together. And roommates, they're roommates. Yes, that's right. They are roommates. They are sharing a room. They have a lot in common roommates oh they were roommates <laughs> yeah yeah both from the south and and they're just doing their music together and they're uh i think their song like that they're trying to write was like about their time in the legends house or yes something. Mm-hmm. yeah it's like the legends house jam or something like yeah. that yeah <laughs> it's cute it's fun it is they're trying to come up with rhymes and whatever like arguing back and forth like no that's too many words you can't put that many words in a song <laughs> or whatever um it's really fun to see them work together on this little creative project yeah and ashley comes back she's back again gene is in love with ashley by now they are getting married he just saw her in a swimming suit you know that means they're married (laughs) it's south dakota law (laughs) (laughs) and ashley is here of course to give them their next challenge 
The next challenge that they're doing, the Legends are hosting an art show featuring some art that they have to create as a group. Yeah. And, like, right away, everyone's like, hey, Tony, you do art. Yeah, you're an artist, Tony. You're always out there painting and being angry. Come on, do your art for us, Tony. And Tony's like, fuck, I don't want to be used. (laughs) Yeah, he refuses to participate at all. He says that art is, like, the most special thing that he has. And he's not going to let the other guys take that away from him. He's not going to let them ruin what he has with his relationship with art. Too special to him. He doesn't want to get bossed around by all these people that he thinks... (laughs) Right. He's had had some trouble with everybody in the past by now, of everybody, like, not wanting to pay attention to him. And so he feels like if he's in charge, the same shit's going to happen, even though he is in charge. Right. And so he's he's pretty reluctant. He's not going to do it. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. So then all the all the guys are like, you know what? Fucking fine. <laughs> and Tony's gonna do what he's gonna do. Yeah. Uh. So they they're brainstorming ideas and just like throwing paint at things and uh, yeah. Howard Finkel's trying to do like a crossword or something. Everyone is really struggling. No one is really an artist. Tony is the only one that has a lot of yeah <laughs> that has any art background actually yeah they're all like we can finger paint they're wrestlers <laughs> let's say they do uh, like a handprint thing which is it was kind of cool yeah howard says he was damn good at etch-a-sketch back in his day but he can't draw <laughs> he can't do it um if this was an etch-a-sketch contest then maybe <laughs> maybe howard could do it which i don't know I, mean, I feel like that's a harder skill you know <laughs> i do too it's like just straight lines unless you move them both at the same time oh uh, yeah yeah, it just sketch is hard. Like, how is drawing a circle on an etch a sketch, like? You can't do it. <laughs> supposed to be easier than drawing a circle on a paper, you know? Man, I don't know. That's strange. That's odd. But anyway, that's a Howard Finkel fact. That is a Howard Finkel <laughs> fact, and everybody's really struggling, trying to just trying to get something painted. And Tony finally jumps in. He sees how bad they're struggling. He's like, I can't let them make fools of themselves like this. And give some art advice to everybody. And, uh... He gives some art advice, but also, um, a couple of the guys, Pat and, uh, Howard, they ask him for some advice, too. And that was something that he really liked. He's like, I'm glad that you guys are asking me about advice and not just trying to tell me what to do. Right. He's like, because he felt like he was getting more respect, I think. They're like... Asking him questions is more willing him to participate than telling him to do something. Yeah. These guys just, like, some of these guys don't know how to talk to Tony. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like to be told what to do. Um, yeah, he thinks his time is more valuable than that. And if he thinks that his time is more valuable than that, then... He's just gonna fucking go by that. That's the way it is, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And uh, fi- Tony really uh, jumpstarts the creative juices for everybody in the group. Everything starts flowing a little more. Everybody starts getting ideas like, oh, we could do this and this. And they end up doing one painting with just their handprints and signatures on it. And yeah. I want that painting. It's, it's fucking cool. It is. It's cute. There's like a little WWE logo that they hand painted in the middle. And everybody's handprints in different colors all around. It was, it was cool. And like... Yeah, it didn't require, like, any, like, skill, you know, out of the guys. Yeah, but it was still special. It was, like, very personal still. Yeah. Well, and that was kind of the thing that they were going for, too, is, like, this is kind of, you know, our, our signatures are is what, you know, makes this piece, you know? Right. 
this little is what's piece adding to the value. Yeah. Little piece to everybody in that painting. It was really cute. I liked that one a lot. That one was my favorite. Yeah. They do another one where it's just like a bunch of colors and then they mix them together and then they put the WWE logo over the top of that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> a lot of them are very abstract. Yeah. Because, um, you know. At this point, they don't have a lot of time left. They're just trying to get something on their canvases. And Tony is off in the corner by himself, and he's painting a clown. Like, really nice-looking sad clown. Yeah. I've never said that before. <laughs> nice-looking sad clown. Not and really a phrase that often It's really not, <laughs> no. That Joker movie. <clears throat> really nice-looking sad clown. And Pat is kind of sitting next to Tony and he's painting a really nice looking hummingbird even yeah. though he's never done art before Tony's like kind of impressed with yeah he's with Pat's it, prowess yeah he was giving him pointers pointers like you start with your background first and yeah you know paint what you see draw what you see you know mm -hmm. and I think that really helped him a lot or whatever yeah those two are just kind of doing their thing their paintings are looking really good and um, all the guys decide to do this abstract painting. That's the one where they just like put all the colors on the canvas and just smeared them around that you were just talking about. Yeah. It was just a mess, honestly. <laughs> the little WWE logo over the top was kind of cute, I thought, but I mean. Yeah, I think that, okay, so I think the paint was still wet, so they couldn't like actually paint a white logo over the top of all these colors and stuff. So it was kind of like dabbed on like a little bit yeah i'm kind of splotchy i'm kind of wondering if it it was if it was even dried by the time of the gallery because that's, that's tonight yeah yeah it probably wasn't because it was like a lot of paint <laughs> they're just like taking a whole tubes of paint just like oh yeah she was hella fucking chunky bro yeah um yeah i didn't care for that painting they were they were in a rush though so i gotta give them the benefit of the doubt and um gene and pat actually have a little bit of a confrontation at this point yeah because pat's an asshole and he'll just say anything he's like gene you never do anything all you do is sit around on your ass what are you even good for and gene is like working on something he's like pat you can't talk to me like that you can't bust my balls like that and pat's like okay i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> but it was like oh gene and pat are fighting yeah because they've always been tight they have. They're the oldest guys in the group. You know, they kind of stick together. They've been friends for years and years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Pat was kind of out of line. But he's a bullshitter, you know? He'll just say anything to anybody. <laughs> That's Pat Patterson. I mean. Yeah. Anyway, the paintings are done now. And it's time for this show at the gallery. Yeah. and Oh, oh man. I love what's coming up here. Because um, it really showcases some of, uh, uh, some of these other guys' talent that we haven't really seen a lot of. Uh, Gene and and uh, Jimmy Hart, they kind of get a little bit of a spotlight in these in this moment here, right? Because they're like, we gotta get people to this gallery and stuff. Well, Gene is like, there's a crowd wrapped around the block, and they are ready for this show, and there's literally nobody there because Gene loves to lie. All he do is eat hot chip and lie. And Jimmy is like. There's fucking nobody here. We're not going to sell any of these paintings. All of the proceeds go to charity. And they're like, this is important, you know? This is this is something that we spend a lot of time on. We need to get some people here. And so Jimmy Hart gets the idea to go work the street. He goes up a couple of blocks and attracts people to the gallery from the next street over. 
he's got his megaphone with him. He's like, come on down, come see the WWE legends. I also have to add that Jimmy is looking super fucking fly. He's got this like blazer that's got like little red hearts all over it. Oh my oh, God. Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> all of Jimmy Hart's fits pop the fuck off, bro. <laughs> he is the most fashionable guy in the WWE and you can take that to the bank. He is like... Oh, man. He's like if Elvis and Harry Styles and fucking, <laughs> I don't know. Gonzo? I was going to say Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is that one picture of Gonzo with the... Where oh. he's dressed like Harry Styles. Yeah. He's got that shirt with peppers on it. <laughs> and like what? Plaid pants or something? That's kind of what Jimmy Hart is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, it's serving pure looks, you know? Just the whole series and his whole life, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy Hart is a style icon. And he's out, he's he's doing the Lord's work out there, yeah. getting people to come to the show, attracting people to the gallery. He's like, WWE legends, come on over, eat some more d'oeuvres, it's for a good cause. And he gets a really nice sized crowd to come over to the gallery. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool, like, how he got so many of the people there, too. And he was, like, taking pictures with people, too, you know? Yeah, everybody was, like, taking pictures, signing autographs, doing all that stuff, you know, working the crowd. And the the building was packed. I mean, there were a ton of people in the gallery the whole night. Yeah. Everybody was bidding on it. Yeah, and, and Gene was like, was was Gene doing the, the auctioneer stuff? He was showcasing some of the stuff off. He was, yes. He was showcasing and he, he announced like... He was announcing. That mm-hmm. was his, this was his time to shine there. Yes, Gene always likes to take the reins when it comes to things of that nature because, you know... That's what he does. That's what he's best at. Gene's the best announcer the WWE ever had. Yeah. He's this. He's in his element right now. Yeah, he got, like, radio voice, you know? Yes, big radio voice, South Dakota legend. <laughs> I mean, Gene, you know, what is it with radio people? TV and radio and news people oh, coming he, out of South Dakota. Coming out of the, uh, in the Midwest in general? Okay, so every, I actually know this one. Because, like, everywhere in the world, you know, everyone's got an accent. You know? Oh, and we have no accent. It's not that we have no accent. It's just that we have the most, uh, 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 oh God, it's like the, the least amount of accent, essentially. Oh, okay. So like we're... Like the, the most standard American accent. Yeah. So we're uh, most, uh, we're the most likely to be understood, no matter like where you go in the, in the United States, right? That makes sense. New York people can understand us better than, like, we can understand New York people, you know? Right. I'm walking here. That's all they say. All they know is eat hot chip and I'm walking here. <laughs> I already used that joke. <laughs> Oops. Um, but, yeah. Gene, Midwestern. Yeah. Midwestern voice, you know. Midwestern voice and the voice of WWE Legends House, the voice of this particular auction that we are back at. Yes. Um. Oh, where are we in our... I, I lost my place. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, Jimmy works the street. Oh, oh Ashley. Ash- Ashley's back. She comes to the art show. It's really cute. She's like, I just wanted to support you guys. I didn't have to come, but I wanted to come. And it seems like she's actually starting to become friends with all the guys. Uh, yeah. And this is also the first time that she's seen some of the work. And she's like, oh, shit. I didn't know Tony could draw. <laughs> yeah, she's like, Tony, this is amazing. This is really good. And he's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. And she's like, Tony... <laughs> this is a big deal. You should feel you should feel good about this. This is a big accomplishment. Kind of makes him feel good about himself. This is this is really the first time that everybody is like friends with Ashley instead of just lusting over her. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. That's it's cool. It's a nice uh, you know, change. <laughs> 
No kidding. Gene is, Gene is off in the corner. He's doing something else. He has a different task, so Ashley can have a break from Gene <laughs> for a little while. Um, and Tony gets his clown painting sold, and he says it's the first artwork he has ever sold. Which is kind of crazy, because it seemed like, you know, that he painted and drew regularly. I suppose he used it as, like, a, a stress relief thing, so selling it was probably not his, his major concern. He did mention uh, that he had some connections in the art world. Oh, right, right. I'm not sure what that means. He said it was the first painting he ever sold, so I mean, he must not have sold anything, but perhaps that was like a career path for him at one point. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, that's the end of the episode. Um, This is another episode that ends on a pretty happy note. It's really nice to see everybody getting along, just working for charity. Yeah, um... Nothing between Hacksaw and uh, and uh, Tony this episode at all either. Like they're not they're not pissing or groaning or anything, which is the previous episode kind of left off like, oh, what's gonna happen? Oh yeah, it was like something big and bad is gonna happen soon, but not in this <laughs> last episode. No, it was a pretty pretty vanilla episode. Tony was a bit moody, but he got over it. You know, everybody's on good terms at the end of this episode. Yeah. And he made chitlins that nobody liked, but there wasn't, like, an altercation. <laughs> it was just, like... It was an assault on the senses rather than a, <laughs> a, a simple assault. <laughs> All right, we're going into episode six now of WWE Legends House. It's the next morning, the morning after the art gallery charity showing and auction. Um, and Gene and Jimmy are making Tony clean out the whole fridge because the whole house still smells like chitlins. They're like, we got to get rid of all of this fucking southern food that is stinking up our entire house. If it's even suspect, it has to get thrown out. They throw out about $200 worth of food. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, the fridge was, like, jam-packed of, like, stuff. And they're like, can we throw away this kale? And they're like, no, that's Roddy's. That's Rodney Piper's kale. <laughs> He, yeah, he has, like, a different smoothie every morning or something. My new Twitter name is going to be Rodney Piper's Kale. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, Bummer Slam. If you see um, in the past that my name is Rodney Piper's Kale, <laughs> you'll know in the future. Um, and suddenly some nerds come up, some nerds in fantasy costumes. They come up the driveway and they're here to deliver the next challenge. Ashley is not here. Yeah, suspiciously. Suspiciously. No, Ashley to deliver. Hmm. Where is Ashley? And these nerds are like legends, WWE legends. You're going to have to do some good old-fashioned LARP. What's LARP, Joe Bob? Tell me about LARP. Tell me oh. the ins and outs of LARP. Uh, you got to... It's live action role play. And every time that these wrestlers were saying it, they always did it. They always did it like slow motion, live action role play. Like what? <laughs> I don't know how those words fit together. It was like how they were saying it, which I thought was fun. Um, but anyways, it's just like beating each other with fake sticks and stuff uh, and fake swords and like prop swords and stuff. Yeah, it's like playing Lord of the Rings, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you go outside and you play Lord of the Rings. And there's, like, a bunch of rules. There's, like, lore and everything. You have to create characters. It's, like, live-action D&D, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, that's a way better descriptor than what I had there. You, <laughs> you've already described it perfectly. Uh-huh. Yeah, you nailed it. Um, and these nerds are, like, Princess Ashley has been kidnapped. 
And you, Legends, you have to team up to rescue Princess Ashley. Yeah, and they bring... All they have of this princess is her shoe, which... Right. Uh, <laughs> um, I guess Tony Atlas has a foot fetish that we were just supposed to know about. We've never heard about it before. They've never mentioned it on the show. All the Legends knew about it. Yeah, they're uh, like, shoe, better give that to Tony. They throw it to Tony, and Tony's just like sniffing this shoe he's and fucking salivating he's like foaming at the mouth he's like getting cross-eyed and his tongue sticking out and stuff it was weird it was weird i'm not gonna i'm not gonna sugarcoat that i mean <laughs> you do you but it was just like it was very out of the blue <laughs> and it was a bit unnecessary i mean i'm glad i have this knowledge about tony now i feel like we're closer um but i've also never met the man <laughs> Yeah, Tony has a foot fetish. Um, cool. You can catch Tony in Quentin Tarantino's next movie. <laughs> the legends all go out on the lawn, and they get presented their weapons by the nerds. They have all their weapons, and each of the legends have special abilities to go with their weapons. Right. And they all have special weapons based on their on their wrestling character, their wrestling persona or whatever. Right. Which so, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, that's really clever. I think these nerds or whoever does the show, probably the producers, the nerds had nothing to do with it. I don't know. I bet you they probably had something to do with it. Well, you at least, think so? At least with the probably with the construction of the material and stuff. I bet you like maybe it was like a, a collab effort. Um, because you got to use like a like soft stuff you know you can't just you know bring an actual like two by four out there oh i was thinking some fucking props guy in palm springs just like made one real fast oh sure gotcha i don't know i don't know how tv shows work we're not talking <laughs> about we're not talking about producer slam we're talking about legend slam that's the <laughs> new title Speaking of, audience, I've wanted to talk about this a little bit. I can't believe that I didn't name this podcast Tesselmania. I'm a fucking fool. I'm an idiot. I'm a clown. If you want to throw garbage at me, you are allowed. Because that is an unforgivable sin. And um, I will apologize for it every single day. Well, why don't you... Okay. Well, you call it Tesselmania, okay? Because it's based on Wrestlemania, right? And Wrestlemania is a very special event. So what if you just had, like, your very special episodes be your Tesselmanias? Like, the Oops All Rat episodes will be called Tesselmania now? Yeah. How about that? You solved my problem. I fucking did. I'm sorry I said all that mean stuff about myself, everyone. So, put your garbage down. You know, don't throw it at No, Tess. you can still throw garbage at me. I am a rat. I will <laughs> accept the garbage. It's fine. Where were we? <laughs> oh yeah okay special weapons props okay jimmy gets this hammer which looks like a megaphone and um he has to yell fear into it yeah if he yells fear then all of the all of his enemies will back away from him yeah can't attack him if he's yelling fear into his little megaphone uh hacksaw jim duggan gets a two by four that's his thing. Um, I don't know if I mentioned that last episode, but Hacksaw, when he was a wrestler, he just carried a two by four. Um, we don't know why. Nobody knows why. He was like, I just had one. <laughs> and it's what he was known for. He, oh, he has a two by four and he loves America. USA. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. That's who Fuck he is. Off, I mean, he loves chants. <laughs> yes, he does love chants. I don't know why they didn't make chanting his power. He had to have the two by four. Yeah, you're right. He should have had a chanting two by four. Oh, you know, uh, Ed, Ed and Eddie, where there's like that face on the on that 
Plank. <laughs> Plank. If, yes. that, if he has two by four, that also screamed his chance for him. <laughs> that oh, would have been the perfect weapon. If we can redo this show, <laughs> that's what we're going to do. Or and even just reshoot Hacksaw, Hacksaw's part of <laughs> the... Of the LARP. Years later. <laughs> uh, Gene gets the Spear of Mean Gene, which is also a microphone. It's a microphone. Yeah, oh. Gene's character is oh, like a... Oh, instead of a megaphone. Oh, he's like a healer. He can heal people. That's his thing. It's a microphone. Yeah. You said megaphone. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, oh yeah, Jimmy Hart has the megaphone. Yeah, My bad. Gene has the microphone. Yeah, and yeah, like you okay. said, Gene is like a like a wizard, like a shaman kind yeah. of. He's a healer. And like that's like a like a a D and D class too or whatever. I fucking guess I don't know any of this nerd shit. <laughs> this is a professional wrestling podcast. Oh my god, <laughs> I sound like the biggest idiot. Uh, Hillbilly Jim gets a shield. Uh, there's like a horseshoe design on it, and like two thumbs up painted on the on the front of the shield. <laughs> I didn't notice that. Uh, there was okay. So the outside rim of it was a horseshoe, two thumbs up, and then there was something else in the middle, and I don't remember what it was. Something that was right in between the right in between the two thumbs. Oh my up. god, I don't remember that little design. Oh. That's cute. Yeah. I don't understand why he gets a shield. I think it's just because like he didn't have a prop when he was a wrestler, <laughs> so he gets a shield. Um, Pat Patterson gets an axe, I guess. Which. I guess that was just like a nice little weapon for just him. Just an axe, yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want an axe? It's a pretty solid weapon. And Howard gets like a baseball bat or something. I wasn't really sure on yeah. what that was. Well, exactly. I feel like they went into the microphone megaphone <laughs> well quite a bit. Um, so I guess I didn't really know what else, what else, like what would I have given Howard, <laughs> you know? I have no idea. I think they kind of ran out of weapons and there are only so many specialized ones <laughs> that they can have. And um, Tony uh, Atlas gets a bow and arrow. Yes, he gets a bow and arrow. You know, that's a good weapon, too. Gotta have a range guy, you know? Gotta have a guy getting out there. He's being very quiet during all of this. He's just kind of taking it all in. He's like, okay, I guess I'm gonna reluctantly go with the flow. But he's, like, kind of having a good time. Um, well, yeah, he's got that shoe. He's got know? the shoe. He's like, all right, <laughs> am I gonna see some lady feet later if I catch this bitch? <laughs> Um, and Roddy is the last person to get his weapon, and he gets this huge sword. And the look of glee on his face when he gets this sword is just like, it's like a kid at Christmas. To be fair, the sword was pretty fucking baller. Yeah, the sword fucking rules. It was like a, like a two-handed greatsword, and it had like, um, and right where the, like, the cross guard would be, it had like, um, of a sword. You know a lot about swords. <laughs> you know uh, a lot of names. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it was designed like a, like a... Like some kind of like uh, machine, uh, like a vehicle, you know, like some. Yeah, it was very Mad Max looking. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of Evil Dead. Yeah, it like it. It looked like a like a great sword made out of old motorcycle parts or something. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's cool as fuck. I I kind of want one. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! If there was like smoke firing out of it, oh too, man, that would be that'd be. You gotta make friends with some nerds so they'll make you awesome weapons. Shit, yeah. <laughs> well, now that the legends have their weapons, it's time for them to pick out their costumes for their characters that they can wear <laughs> into battle. And Jimmy, of course, picks an Elvis costume. <laughs> of course he does. He's like, oh, I'll look fly. That was Jimmy's number one priority, was looking awesome. <laughs> I mean, that's just the way he lives his life. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. 
And Hacksaw is some kind of Viking. He gets stuck on these bunny ears. He's like, I'm going to wear these. And Roddy's like, you have to do it because I'm an enabler. I'm Roddy Piper. <laughs> and he doesn't end up wearing them um, on, like, on his costume, but he has them on his person. That's important for later. <laughs> and Gene comes out looking like Martin Luther. <laughs> he does. He, it looks, yep. He's got this fucky little hat. He's in like purple and green. He looks like the, he's going to the a Festival black, right? of Fools. Wasn't it like black? I like thought a, it was like purple and green. Oh shit. It was like oh, a wait. Frollo robe and like, and like, yeah, that little black hat. Something like that. I think Howard was actually in purple and green. Yeah. And he looked like Shakespeare. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a feather in his hat. He was like, I'm Cyrano de Bergerac, baby. Yeah. He looked like a, like pimp Shakespeare. <laughs> Pat Patterson straight up looked like a full pimp. He was in his purple and red and he had his fedora, his, like, fedora and his fuzzy fucking boa, feather yeah. boa. And Tony was like a Roman gladiator. I liked his look. Yeah, it was just kind of like that curious thing. Pretty simplistic. Yeah. Um, and Hillbilly is the closest thing to normal as far as LARPing goes. He's like, I figure I'm like the groundskeeper at a castle. And in my spare time, I like to go joust. <laughs> yeah, he's dressed like a, like a Norman knight. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, he's there to play the game. He's yeah. pretty generic in his choices, but I mean, he's like, I'm going to go with the style. I'm going to go with, with what's given to me. And Roddy gets this brilliant idea to pick out a kilt. Yeah. <laughs> of course he does. He's just being himself. He wasn't finding anything. He's like, I don't like any of this stuff. You got a kilt? <laughs> They're like, fuck yeah, we do, man. And then, oh, shit, fuck. And then he gets some fucking blue fucking face paint. He looks like he's straight out of Mad Max Braveheart. <laughs> yes, he paints half of his face blue and half of his face white. And he's like, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to go. And now it's time for the Battle of the Legends. Once again, they're all cutting promos. <laughs> We're going to kick ass and behold shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're doing, um, They're tr some of them are trying to put the promos in medieval style, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> it's so cute. They're all, they're all doing their best. And Tony, they're all out on the, the battlefield now. And in the desert. In the desert. Of California. <laughs> And Tony is trying to talk to this evil warlock who has captured Ashley. He's got her in, like... Princess Leia. Slave Leia. Yeah, kinda. she's in, like, handcuffs. He's throwing her around a little bit. And Tony's trying to talk this evil warlock guy down to give them Ashley. And this whole ass battalion of nerds comes up behind him. There's, like, three dozen people. Yeah. There's a ton of people, man. And the battle is on. Yeah. And Roddy is, like... Oh, I don't know what came over me. I was just, I was just ready to kill. I wasn't going to lose. That's Roddy Piper for you, and he, he wasn't, he wasn't gonna lose. He was murdering people left and right. He was like screaming, like yeah. Once he's been, he was a little reluctant, like for, like, he was pretty reluctant to start, and then like every time they added another layer, like he was like a little more into it, a little more into it. You know? Yeah, he was like, nerds, whatever. Oh, I get a cool sword. Okay, I'm interested. I can just wear a kilt. I'm fucking <laughs> all in, man. And then he was like, I'm fighting people. Yeah, and then by that point, he was like, wah! <laughs> so he was getting really into it, too. He was like actually kind of beating the shit out of people <laughs> with this little latex foam sword that yeah. he had. Um, and Jimmy is running around screaming, fear! Fear! <laughs> he is Another thing we quote daily. <laughs> he is not 
about to get fucking killed. Right when the, oh, right when the, right when all the battalion comes out too, Jimmy Hart runs away from them, and he ends up scratching his leg. He was like, "I was gonna go get help." He's such a wiener. This is more of him just bullshitting, <laughs> not owning up to his shortcomings. He's so funny. Yeah, he ends up with a scar on his leg. Yeah, it's kind of a pretty nasty scratch. It probably yeah. hurt pretty bad, but he was being a, a diva about it. Um, and finally, Tony and Roddy gang up on the evil warlock at the same time, and they just kick the shit out of him. <laughs> and Tony gets the final blow. He kills the evil warlock, warlock, and Ashley gets released. Yeah, he sprints up to he. Yeah, the fastest this man has ever moved. He sprints up to Ashley to get her out of the chains or whatever. <laughs> He's like, them some lady feet. I'm not about to see something bad happen to those. <laughs> they release Ashley and Tony, since he was the one who killed the evil warlock, to release Ashley. Uh, he was the first the prince. Uh, oh, was it was it the king? I thought it was because he was first the princess. Oh, I thought it was because he killed the warlock. Oh, I, I thought he ended up doing. Well, he ended up doing both. So yeah, I don't know do what both. he got, but he got crowned king. Yes, he was king of of LARP, king of the LARP. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because he killed the warlock, and everyone literally walks off into the sunset. It's <laughs> just the best way to end it. I think this was also like a nice win for Tony, too, because he's, yeah, he's kind of been kicked around. <laughs> After these last few episodes where everybody's kind of dunking on him, everybody's kind of like, oh, we're all having problems with Tony, you know? It's nice yeah. to see him succeed. It's nice to see him win. And just have fun, have a nice time, and be the good guy for once instead yeah. of being framed as the bad guy. And uh, we go back to the Legends house. Jimmy hurt his leg during the LARP, and he's making it seem like he almost fucking died. He's like, I, I was bleeding so bad. I, I killed eight people out there <laughs> screaming fear. Fear! 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 Was he actually screaming fear in the game, or was he screaming it in real life? <laughs> Was he just, was he actually screaming fear to get these people to run away? Or was he just trying to uh, uh, tell us <laughs> what he felt? Because <laughs> he was, he was sprinting circles around just like people. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah, he kind of had a perimeter around the battle scene, just screaming fear <laughs> all around. Uh, just being a kind of a wiener in general. He had uh, uh, no interest in hitting someone with his axe uh, deal, his hammer. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tony is making dinner. Sometimes that's hit and miss. It's usually hit. Last time it sure wasn't. It's not chitlins this time. Something a little more vanilla this time. Mashed He's potatoes. Making, yeah, yeah, mashed potatoes, meatloaf, and green beans. Yeah. Pretty standard Sunday dinner. Nothing crazy there. Oh my god. And those mashed potatoes looked fucking divine. Oh yeah, the food looked fucking good, bro. They looked really good. And Howard, while Tony is making dinner, is making margaritas. And Gene, the resident alcoholic, is like, if you've ever had, if you've never had a margarita, then Howard's margaritas are amazing. But if you have ever had a good margarita, then Howard's margaritas are dog shit. <laughs> yeah. That, um, Yikes. <laughs> that so, Brookings man sure knows a thing or two about margaritas. I don't love tequila. Do you think I would like Howard's margaritas? Because Gene is a boozy bitch. <laughs> He's going to always put a ton of alcohol yeah. in his stuff. Would I like Howard's margaritas more? 
oh, maybe. Maybe it was more mix or something. And Gene is like, there's no tequila in this. Yeah, Gene's used to like half the bottle <laughs> and like a little bit of mix. And Howard's used to, you know, the traditional way. <laughs> and dinner gets done. Tony's done making dinner. And it's actually the first time all of the legends sit around a table together for dinner. Yeah. Like, in the whole series. Isn't that crazy? It took till episode six for everybody to it's sit down and... It's also the first time that uh, Jimmy Hart is not eating uh, beans and potato. He has, like, a little, like, cheese and cracker thing that he eats, which is dumb because, like, he just made a bunch of fucking mashed potatoes. Tony did. And it's like, why aren't you eating these potatoes? I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like mashed potatoes. He only likes baked <laughs> potatoes. He's very particular. He's more particular about weirder things, so I would believe that. <laughs> But yeah, he's got his little cheese crackers and olives. He so he can sit around and be a family with the rest of the guys. It's yeah. really cute. Um, everyone's having a really nice time, and it seems like they're all starting to get a little closer. This is episode. This is episode six out of out of ten. So we're over halfway through, and this is the first time that they've they've all sat together for this. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, is that crazy? Yeah. Sorry, I had to do the episodes to put it into perspective. Yeah, you know? like they've had meals together, but they, they've never like sat around a table. They've all just kind of come and, come and gone as they please. Yeah. And um, Pat Patterson in particular is really happy that everyone is getting along and improving their relationships. He's like, he's the most progressive one about that. Yeah. He's the most forward about getting to know these guys that he maybe doesn't know very well because he is of a different generation. And he's like, this. that's the point of this. He, like, he, I feel like Pat Patterson is the one who really gets the point of Legends House from the very beginning. Yeah. He's like, we're going to get to know each other. Yeah. <laughs> that's the point of the thing. And um, later on in the series, he'll really push that to the forefront of the series. Yeah. But we'll get to that later, of course. And after dinner, they have this amazing meal. The next morning, Hillbilly Jim takes us through his morning yoga routine very strong energy, positive vibes only. He's doing like hands. He's doing like cartwheels and. Yeah, he's in hella good shape. He's got really good stamina. Yeah. Just talking about once again, not here for a long time, here for a good time. Just kind of giving us his outlook on life, his like spiritual path a little bit. Mm-hmm. And guess who's coming? It's Ashley. Here she is once more. And the legends are less happy to see her than usual because the arrival of Ashley <laughs> usually means the arrival of another challenge, which mm-hmm. is basically just bad news <laughs> for the legends. Um, but Ashley tells the guys that there's no challenge today. Yeah. And they're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> and that they're doing a... They're, what are they doing? They what? get to go to the spa. Yeah. They get a spa day today. And the guys are like, what? A spa day? We just went to the fucking... Um, manscaping place. They think it's going to be more of that same stuff. <coughs> Gene insists that he gets a full body massage. Yes, they get they get to the massage parlor and Gene is like, these are all lady masseuses. I'm going to have a happy ending. <laughs> that's, the, that's the way life goes, baby. For mean Gene Okerlund. He's having a grand old time at the spa. He is like moaning and shit during his pedicure. <laughs> He's flirting hard with all these gals that work at the spa. He's like, he's in his element right yeah. now. <laughs> and everybody else is just straight vibing, except, of course, Tony and Hacksaw get partnered together. Yeah. Because they're all going in pairs to get their massages, their pedicures, and their like facials and whatever. Of course, Tony and Hacksaw are paired together. 
And Tony is really irritable because all he wants to get him is a massage. And he's like, I don't want to do all this other stuff. I just want the massage. <laughs> yeah, he's like not enjoying any of the other stuff at the spa because he's so hell-bent on getting this massage. And, you know, they cycle through everything. Finally, he gets his massage and life is grand for everyone. Yeah. And then uh, the legends sit down to have lunch at a at a cage. A cafe. I'm at sorry. Ca- I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't remember this. Yeah, they went to a cafe. It was like right across from the spa. And uh, everybody sits down to just like sit back, relax, have lunch. And, and it's good vibes, you know. This is the last time in the series this happens, unfortunately. Oh. They don't really ever get to sit back and just chill because it gets very emotional from here. Yeah. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And that is the end of episode six. Wow. What a roller coaster these these three episodes have been. So much fucking shit happened in these last three episodes, man. Yeah. This is so much content. We're at 80 minutes right now. Shit. Yeah, we had to kind of, we also kind of like had to fly through some of this stuff too. For real, this is only, like, scraping the surface. of Like, we do give a full synopsis of each episode. But, I mean, if you're even a little bit interested in this show, you fucking have to watch it, bro. We cannot push it enough. It's so good. It's so funny. Like, the jokes are all on point. They're, like, actually very funny. And just so many good things happen. I I can't do it justice in just describing it. You have to watch it for yourself. Love WWE Legends House. Um, this next episode is going to be very emotional. Yeah, for real. I'm going to warn you all about that now. Um, there are, there is some subject matter that gets me in particular very emotional. So it will be an emotional episode for both of us, I think. Yeah. True. Strap in. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, a lot. Yeah. This is the last fun episode of Bummer Slam for a little while. So I hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had a good time. Love love doing WWE Legends House. This has been a really fun series so far. Um, Joe, what, what do you think of... I got a quick question. What do you think is like the major like difference between these episodes here that we, re- we reviewed versus uh, the previous three? We know that the next episodes, it gets even more emotionally uh, intense. But compared to these ones that we've done just now... These three versus the previous three. Right. I feel like the previous three, you know, we talked about it last time. Those were exposition, excuse me. These three episodes are more of just like, we know these characters. Let's play with these characters. Okay. Let's put them in all these different situations and see how they react. Gotcha. It's more like, um, yeah. experimental. It's experimental, exactly. It's like like a sitcom kind of. That's how I would describe these three episodes. Yeah. Oh, that that makes so much more. That makes a lot of sense because these episodes here are like way more fast paced. Yeah, it's very situation based too. Yeah, and like even funnier, you know. So funny. Yeah. So much. So many jokes crammed into these three episodes. <laughs> well, I'll be darned. I'll be darned. Oh my god. <laughs> oh man, I love these are. I think these might be my three favorite episodes. These are very you episodes. They're so you, good. Yeah. <laughs> And, of course, I love the rest of the series, but these three in particular, so good. Mm-hmm. Watch WWE Legends House. Watch them along with us. Next week, we're going to have the conclusion of our WWE Legends House series, part three, the final part. 
Yeah. Uh, look forward to that, y'all, because that's... Are we cramming four episodes then into... Four episodes. There's three episodes proper, and then there's a reunion episode. Okay. And we will be talking about all four on the next podcast. Gotcha. Well, I, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this episode here. And, uh, and yeah, tune in next time, y'all. That's all I got. Great. Yeah. <laughs> perfect, perfect send-off. I mean... You know, wrestling's we, real. People wh- are fake. What? What did you just say? I said wrestling's real. People are fake. That's my line. You took my gimmick. Uh, I took a gimmick. Wrestling's real. People are fake. Whatever it takes. <laughs>